0: This podcast is made possible by the generous support of Lily Oncology. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of the BreastCancer.org podcast. I'm Jamie Depolo, the senior editor at BreastCancer.org. Our guest today is Dr. Brian Wojciechowski, who is BreastCancer.org's medical advisor. He practices medical oncology in Delaware County, Pennsylvania at Riddle, Taylor, and Crozier hospitals. A proud native of South Philadelphia, Dr. Wojciechowski trained at Temple University School of Medicine and Lankanow Medical Center. His research has been presented at the San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium, the world's largest scientific media on breast cancer. Dr. Wojciechowski is a sought-after speaker on the topics of medical ethics and the biology of cancer. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that many people are interested in, but not everyone really wants to discuss or talk about out loud, which is diarrhea. So, Dr. Brian, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Jamie. It's great to be back.
0: So, to start... You know, we get a lot of questions about diarrhea as a side effect on our discussion boards. So let's start with the basics, so to speak. Which breast cancer treatments are known to cause diarrhea?
1: Jamie, I would say that any intravenous chemotherapy has the potential to cause diarrhea. So drugs like adriamycin, cytoxan, taxol, those are probably the most common intravenous chemotherapy drugs given to women in the United States. Uh, They can all cause diarrhea, although it's not particularly common. I would say among the chemo drugs that would be the most troublesome in terms of diarrhea would be 5-fluorouracil, otherwise known as 5-FU, or its uh, oral counterpart, Zolota, which is also called capecitabine. And with those drugs, the rate of diarrhea can be up to 50%. Now, that doesn't mean it's severe diarrhea, but I would say about half of uh, of all women that I treat with these drugs end up with some degree of diarrhea. We're not giving a whole lot of 5-fluorouracil anymore in the United States, but if anybody's listening uh, internationally, I think it's more common uh, to give that drug in the early stage setting uh, overseas uh, Zolota or capecitabine are usually given for metastatic uh, disease in the United States.
0: Now, some of the targeted therapies, I believe, too, are known to cause diarrhea, in some cases, severe. Is that correct?
1: That is true. Any of the what we call small molecule drugs, such as lapatinib or pazopinib, uh, can certainly cause diarrhea, uh, even some of the targeted therapies that are given intravenously, uh, like Herceptin and, um, and and drugs like that, can also cause diarrhea.
0: Okay, so it's it's a fairly common side effect. Do we have any idea how common it is? I mean, do, is there an estimate of? women being treated for breast cancer who experience this side effect?
1: I would say it's probably around 5% who get severe diarrhea. And when I sev- when I say severe, what I mean is diarrhea that ends up requiring, you know, intravenous fluids in the office or hospitalization.
0: But what about the less severe where it's it's happening? It's not severe, but it's annoying.
1: Yeah, that would be up to 50% with some of the drugs.
0: So that's pretty high.
1: Yeah, I think it is, yeah. And, you know, even even one or two or three episodes of diarrhea a day can be very distressing and can be enough to, to totally ruin your day and, you know, keep you in the house or or, or what have you.
0: Absolutely. And for two, I guess I'm curious, does the diarrhea last the entire time someone's on those treatments, like for Cape Cetavine? Um, Is that the whole time or is it that it's, you know, when you start that treatment, it's kind of bad, but then it tapers off? Does that happen at all?
1: Well, it's very unpredictable. Uh, Honestly, if there's any pattern that I've noticed, it's that the more cycles of chemo that a patient gets, the more diarrhea they tend to get. So it, it, it seems like the effect builds up. Now there's probably as many different types of diarrhea as there are types of chemotherapy drugs. So it's important to remember that not all diarrhea is created equal and so depending on what's actually causing it, uh, it could happen really at any time.
0: So explain to me a little bit more what you mean by that, where it's not all created equal, meaning that it's caused by something else besides the chemotherapy or it's a combo of things?
1: diarrhea is often caused by a viral syndrome. So gastroenteritis and that can happen literally at any time, uh, food poisoning. Sometimes it's as simple as, you know, taking lactose out of the diet or taking, you know, taking something out of the diet that is, you know, wreaking havoc on the gut or mixing, mixing improperly with the chemotherapy. Um, some of our patients may be on experimental treatment with immune checkpoint inhibitors, so drugs that rev up the immune system to fight the cancer, and and those can actually cause a very dangerous form of diarrhea that's an autoimmune colitis, and that tends to happen about 8 to 12 weeks into treatment. So it's it's quite variable, and there are many different causes for the diarrhea and it's not always the anti-cancer drug.
0: Okay and so in some cases too I know when uh, a person is on chemotherapy that's knocking back their immune system so they may be more prone to get some of those illnesses that you're talking about that can also cause diarrhea.
1: That's true and more prone to complications from the diarrhea. Now are there
0: certain people that are just at a higher risk for experiencing diarrhea during treatment, is are there any uh, characteristics?
1: Yes, I think uh, one th- one thing that I've ob- that I've observed is that sometimes it's just a matter of taking dairy products out of somebody's diet, and that clears up the issue. So I would say anyone who is known to have uh, lactose sensitivity may be more prone to diarrhea. Uh, People who have a history of surgery on the bowel, particularly if part of the bowel has been removed, are going to have more diarrhea. And at least in terms of the drugs, uh, Zolota and 5-fluorouracil, a small percentage of patients actually have an enzyme defect, which will cause them to get massive diarrhea once the drug is started. So there's a lot of different factors and, you know, patient characteristics that might predispose you to diarrhea. The important thing really is that diarrhea needs to be reported. And, you know, I would I would encourage patients to keep track of their diarrhea in terms of the quality. Is it watery? Is it just soft stool? And also, it's very important to keep track of the number of times per day because all these go into... Uh, you know how severe it is and how we manage it.
0: I guess I have two questions now so we've talked about what it is are there things people can do I know you mentioned avoiding dairy products in some cases To so are there things people can do to prevent diarrhea or lessen the severity and then what are the treatments for it?
1: Sure so like I said before sometimes it's just a matter of taking the lactose the dairy products out of the diet and sometimes that clears it right up um The, uh, sometimes you need to hold the medication if you're on a pill or if you're on chemo and the the doses may need to be, um, to to be modified. But, you know, in that case, you have to notify your physician, obviously. Um, there's the old brat diet, which is, you know, a staple among nurses is that, you know, you tell people to, to eat, um, you know, toast and bananas and applesauce and rice and those, those foods can, can decrease diarrhea. And then what was the next question?
0: Oh, just as far as treatments, I mean, it sounds like there are a lot of potential causes. So are there a lot of potential treatments or are there some pretty standard treatments that are used?
1: Yeah, there's uh, the, the treatments that we probably go to the most would be um, <clears throat> things like uh, Imodium, uh, which is available over-the-counter. Uh, if Imodium doesn't work, we go with something called Lomodal, which is actually a prescription medication that requires... Um, it, it, it's actually a, uh, a weak narcotic, so it requires a doctor's prescription. Um, in cases where those two medications are un, un, ineffective, then there's actually shots that, that can be given, uh, somatostatin, and uh you know there's other there's other interventions you know depending on what what's causing it and and, and what drug patients are taking so uh a drug called caraphate has been used uh which binds the uh, bile acids so yeah there's a lot of different treatments but again it all depends on what's causing the diarrhea and you know how much diarrhea uh, a patient is having
0: well that's good and i i want to know are I know you said like in some cases like if um, Imodium doesn't work there are other options but in most cases are the treatments effective?
1: Yes, actually diarrhea is is usually pretty easy to manage. Believe it or not, um, uh, the the problem the problem is is that a lot of times patients aren't reporting it, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure. You know, maybe they think they're um, maybe they think it's not related or they think it's not severe enough. Uh, but as long as the patient reports it in a timely manner and, uh, and we get on it early, we can usually manage it effectively with, with those drugs and interventions that I uh, listed.
0: Well, that's very good to know. So the takeaway for people is if you are experiencing diarrhea, definitely tell your doctor. And there are treatments that can manage it, ease it, and make you feel a whole lot better. Exactly. And I have one last question for you. Um, you kind of hinted at this, that in some cases, diarrhea can be very serious. Um, what would lead you to believe diarrhea is serious? Is it the frequency? Is it, the, is it weakness in the patient? How do you, like, um, you know, what? when should someone be concerned?
1: I would always advise a patient to report when they're having diarrhea, any amount of diarrhea while they're on treatment. But in terms of emergency and in terms of what warrants a call in the middle of the night, I would say if there is fever involved, if there's blood in the stool, if there's severe abdominal pain, or if the, or if the belly becomes uh, very bloated, or if the person becomes, you know, unresponsive or confused, uh, all those things could be a sign of a serious problem and, and I would consider that to be a medical emergency. Time to call, you know, time to wake up the doc in, in the middle of the night or or even go to the emergency room. Okay.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Brian. This has been so helpful. And again, not uh, the topic that everyone wants to talk about over breakfast, but certainly an important one. And I think this has been some helpful information.
1: It's been my pleasure, Jamie.